0: For the next hour, the cubicle is empty. And welcome to episode 16 of the Empty Cubicle podcast. It is Wednesday, January 17th, 2018, guys, and I woke up today not knowing I was going to do a podcast Neither did the three participants. Never thought we'd make it. Yeah, we never thought we'd make it, but we're here. So, Back by uh, popular
1: demand. Overwhelming demand, really.
0: Yeah, so Who Phil that? Phil Minchin, That's... who's our uh, guest podcast host, That's is uh, randomly in town here to visit me in Seattle. And uh, What up, Cubes? Move back a little bit. People's ears are going to explode. Um, So it's been a few months since we've uh, we've done this, and a lot has changed, and a lot has happened. And uh, Matt and I actually talked about stopping the podcast, but we're here with a rebirth.
2: The cubicle was empty for a while, and now it's kind of full.
0: Well, it's probably going to it's going to continue to be empty, but. you know whenever we feel like it we're going to do these podcasts and uh, that's that's about it phil how how's your trip to seattle been
1: yeah i can't complain it's been rainy and exactly what i expected seattle to be like so having a great time
0: probably awesome,
1: similar that. weather in miami matt
2: and you're making it a... yo, miami's freezing like it's ridiculous it's maybe like 68 degrees here and i'm freezing my ass off so
0: Tough yeah, that, yeah, that's that's hard. Um, well, yeah, Houston, Houston had like a flash freeze storm a couple of days ago. I had some some guys I was working with that were flying out of Houston. They said that they had a they had to deice the plane before they left in Houston, Texas.
2: Houston can't catch can't a, a break. break. Yeah, another <laughs> <of this> shit. <laughs> yeah, <it's... laughs> I don't know what this guy's name is, but bottom.
0: Um... Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> so Phil. You're you're here for
1: episode sixteen,
0: yeah, sweet
1: sixteen. This is you, a big one, guys.
0: you're, you're here for yeah,
2: our travel
1: budget. I'm finally, yeah, becoming a woman.
0: You're you're here for our reunion. But since we've spoken to you guys last, which was months ago, um, to be exact, I think it was four months ago, a lot has changed. So remember, Matt was talking about. He was teasing a bit of information about this project he was working on. He ended up launching a successful um Kickstarter campaign around it and I don't wanna take any more glory, but Matt, do you wanna tell the thirty two and a half listeners what uh what you've been up to?
2: Yeah, so I think I think I explained the game last time, but it's Rider Racist. It's basically a trivia game uh about stereotypes, try to help people learn about, you know, I guess what's true or false, you know, some of the misconceptions we have out there and also just kind of spur a dialogue about these hot topics that we have. It's it's also somewhat political as well. So I feel like in today's environment, it'd be, uh, you know, a good game. It'd be kind of fun for people. And um, fortunately for me during the holiday season, it, it sold pretty, very well on Amazon and it actually sold out almost basically within two or three weeks. So now um, I've ordered ordered another shipment that's going to come from China, hashtag MAGA, and, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I've been pretty successful and I got the apps now on, on, uh, for the iPhone and Android now. So, you know, moving out to other markets and actually kind of odd. I was just right before we got on here. I, um, I noticed on December 27th, so I have a, like on my iPhone app, I have maybe like 150 downloads on December 27th. I had 111 downloads and a hundred of those were in China. So I thought that was kind of weird, but.
0: Interesting. Whatever. I wonder I wonder what that is, why that is. That could be for a number of different reasons. But something I'm really interested in is what your personal take on the article that was written about you in the Miami Herald was. Because just to give our listeners some background, you were written about in the press, which is, you know, any press is good press. Bad press is good press in the situation. And, you know, maybe we can post the article in the description section of the podcast. But reading that, I thought they tried to demonize you a bit and make you seem a bit notorious but no, do, you, no, do you...
1: no notorious <laughs> maybe you can also ex- just quick give a quick refresher on what uh, the game is for the new cubes or ones that Well he like he literally just did that I in conversation kind a of year sh- ago. Yeah, yeah, very briefly. But
2: but, 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 but before yeah, b- before we dive yeah. into With that, an example. Yeah,
0: what is <laughs> let's walk through some examples and see if Phil can guess them correctly but um were you like personally hurt at all by how they wrote about the game because they they made you seem like this guy from goldman sachs who's white privileged and is making a game about races and stereotypes
2: yeah, I mean, well, just first to correct you, so we're not hashtag fake news. It was technically the Miami New Times, which is a piece of rag shit publication that no one reads. But
1: um, <laughs> I wish it was Miami Herald. <laughs> but, but no. Um, is,
2: does the I Miami Herald even exist? Is that a real newspaper? I was surprised because as, as the uh, journalist was interviewing me, she was basically really obsessed with the fact that I was white. And, yeah. you know, she, like you said, she <laughs> took the angle of, oh, I'm this privileged white guy or whatever. And yeah, I actually. I'm privileged. I grew up in a nice middle-class family and all that. But, like, she had no idea about my, my upbringing. Like, so, I would have been an orphan who yeah. came up of nothing, right?
0: How old were you when you first received your first yacht? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So, um, I got one parked out here in Miami River right now. But um, the, what, what what bothered me was that, like, they didn't, even, they didn't play the game. When I say they, it was a journalist. And they also – she, unbeknownst to me until I saw the article, she – interviewed a law professor at miami university who was twice arrested by the way for prostitution but yeah, whatever <laughs> wait was he seriously <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he was uh, arrested twice for soliciting um a prostitute so anyway he's a great source but anyway he didn't like the game he they both thought because i was white i was not in the position to talk about racism and i just think that's that's actually the, the whole point of my game is to create that dialogue because i think one of the issues we have is, is that, you know, our country is 70% of white. So if we're telling 70% of white people they can't be involved in that conversation, we're never going to resolve it, right? So we should, everyone needs to be involved. Everyone needs to be comfortable to speak, you know, assume, as long as they're not saying they're some stupid hateful shit. But everyone should be able to feel comfortable to express their opinions and give their perspectives. So, um, but I enjoyed the, the bad press because obviously any press is good press. So... Awesome.
0: Well, do do you want to give? Let's do a new segment today called Phil uh, Phil's Guess.
1: Fill in the blank.
0: Phil, oh, fill in the blank. Don't
2: grab your cards, yeah.
0: yeah. So grab your cards. Let's let's because I, I worked with you on writing some of these, or if I not writing them, but finding the stats. Um, so these are meant to be some, not misleading, but kind of ambiguous. Phil. So okay. cool. Yeah, I've never played. This is. So am I just, pull, am yeah. I just
2: pulling random cards here?
0: Yeah, pull random cards. Let's have Phil give his answer, and I want to hear his, um, his reasoning for the answer.
2: Okay. A 1997 study titled Sexual Orientation and Professional Dance surveyed 136 male and female dancers, and the results indicated that 58% of male dancers were gay. <laughs> this is a great great question.
1: I would think it would be. I just say if it's right or
0: yeah, but I want we want to hear race, why true, racist, false.
1: I would say true, and I would actually think the number would be higher. So then, would that be false?
2: Well, it's, it's always going to be the number would be lower. Is it? Is, it, is it, it's, either it's either the, the stereotype. Yeah, or the stereotype, or, the stereotype or not. Yeah. So yeah. I would
1: say true. Yeah. I mean, all is, male dancers are gay. It's true. That's right.
0: And by all you, it's eight Let's give them a little, bit of hard, a little bit of a harder one.
2: Okay, let me try to find some. I'm just digging through ones here that I think might be good. Uh, here's another one.
1: Yeah, a topic I'm not as familiar with.
2: Well, this is about <laughs> millennials, so you're, you're, you're right on there. In 2013, Time Magazine reported that based on studies, 40% of millennials believe they should be promoted every two years, regardless of their performance. 40%.
1: I would say that's right. I think millennials are spoiled. It is right. There we go. Oh
2: Boom. God.
0: No, we need, we need to stump him before we're all right.
2: Before I'm we keep done going. Here. Uh, F per FBI hate crime stats in 2015, 78.4 percent of all hate crimes were committed by white people.
1: That's racist, my friend.
2: Oh, well, you need to give your reasoning.
1: Uh white people don't commit crimes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I didn't know. I just That's true. It's it's not seventy eight percent, it's forty eight percent. So I'm okay. sorry, you, you were correct. It's racist. Sorry, I said it's true, but you were correct. Boom. So there's right. one, 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 one more. Okay, let me try and find another one. This game's really easy, guys. Don't buy it.
0: Gay yeah, gay white men know everything apparently.
2: Okay. Phil, you may Phil, you also may be an expert on this. Uh, the Daily, <laughs> Daily Mail the Daily Mail reported that Koreans have the smallest average penis in the world at less than 3.7 inches.
1: That's racist. No way.
2: Do you think they're bigger?
1: Oh, I know they're bigger. I'm just kidding, (laughs) but I think they're bigger. It's it's true.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's true? Yeah, and the back of the card says, maybe that's why Kim Jong-un is always so butthurt. If I had a sub-4-inch dick, I'd want nukes too. Hashtag over. (laughs)
0: There we go. All right, you got well, me. Yeah, we got, we got him. We got yeah. him
1: with a Korean deck. He stumped the Quizmaster.
0: Um, well, Matt, congratulations. So what's, what's, in, what's, what's in the future for you? Like, what's in your cards?
2: Uh, pun intended, I guess. But he, in the cards is, you know, obviously I have the other – I'm restocking my inventory with another shipment. And probably about mid-year this year, I'm going to release a expansion pack. I actually already tried to do a Kickstarter for the expansion pack and uh, i got banned and kicked off the of kickstarter because they didn't like they didn't like the expansion pack the original game i guess was fine It slipped through the cracks but the expansion pack got banned what did they and say they just said i have references to race and religion and, and all that stuff so i'm, I'm out. out and I, actually i also got banned on the uh itunes store that the the full i do have an app on the itunes but it's a it's just a um a censored a version store. It's a censored version. There's only thirty or forty questions that I just don't it, it, like the millennial question I gave you. They're very like just about that kind of stuff. All of the ones about race and gender and religion, they had to go. So I've basically been banned on iTunes and Kickstarter, and, and I just submitted my app on Android Google Play. So you know maybe my next podcast I'm banned from that too. Who knows?
0: Well, if if at this rate we'll be doing the next podcast in like July, um, yeah. but. You are working on another game as well that I will not give any secret um, details around. But I, to me, that one is hilarious. And I think that one, if it catches fire, could eclipse the success you've seen with Rider Racist.
2: Yeah, we'll see. I, I would disagree with that assessment. I think the other game is going to be a niche one. It could be just funny for, like, you know, bachelor parties or stuff like that. But, like, I actually think Ryder Racist has... has I mean, I, I'm biased, I, I invented the fucking game, but I actually think it has mass appeal because of the political and social climate we live in, but True. we'll see. True.
0: Well, congrats to you, man. Um, Thanks, and since we've talked last, I've made... I, I don't have a game, or I haven't been written... Actually, I have been written about, but... Um, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so, what, last time we talked, I was in the midst of leaving my job and taking a new position... And things have changed and morphed and whatnot, and I have founded a company with a ex-colleague of mine, a digital agency slash consultancy called Helium, um, Helium like the element on the periodic table. So that's what I've been spending the past two months on. It's been a wild ride, and uh, while we're doing this podcast, I am dressed in sweatpants and I have a massive beard, which one could attest to the failure, although we are doing pretty well, actually. It's pretty successful. And I've had a couple trips planned to Miami that I've had to cancel due to, you know, starting this company and growing it. So it's kind of impacted my, uh, my friendship or lack thereof with Matt, I guess you could say.
2: Yeah, you're a bad friend. But actually now, so now that you've kicked off this business, like being this is your first real venture into, you know, you're not, you don't have an employer anymore. Like this is your income. Like how are you measuring success? Because I know obviously you have probably a forecast in your mind, like, okay, year one, year two, year three, but you really don't, I mean, no, this isn't that like the, as an offensive way, but you really don't know what you're doing, right? is your first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't know what to expect. Really, really yeah, hard. yeah, I, I
0: would say so, the, the past three months, this is a really good question, actually. Uh, the past three months have been a tremendous learning experience where we've had to go through any and everything dealing with ambiguity from like, Even fucking like signing up the right state licenses, federal licenses, setting up payroll, shit like that. But to us, success, we've kinda talked about this ad nauseum. Success for the first year really means to us that we've gotten out of this survival mode because we've done this bootstrapped, no investment, we haven't raised any capital, so it was on us to get the work and build, you know, a bankroll, essentially, so we can build a runway. Uh, runway meaning how much money we have until we run out of money um between andrew my my partner and i our forecast is to hire three to five people this year and you know i'll keep financials financials out of it but three to four x the amount of money we did if we were to take last year's runway for the entire year Mm um so we've got i think Some forecasted numbers that are rooted in some type of realism. But to your point, we're still kind of learning as we go. But I would say if we get to a point where we hire five people full time by the end of 2018, that would be success. So it's, yeah, we don't, to your point exactly, there's a lot of unknowns and we kind of don't know what we're doing to an extent, but Mm. we also are in a business that we've been in each of us for over 10 years. So what we don't know is the hard part, but what we do know when we're in with clients, selling work, closing deals, that is the easy stuff because we know how to do it. All
2: right. Yeah, so. Phil, Phil, anything to add besides uh, how big Korean states are?
0: Or, or uh, small. Uh, yeah, well, was uh, Phil, what, we've both had these like small or large <laughs> ventures that we've, uh, you know, went on these expeditions and, and done. What if, what's new in your world?
1: Um, nothing. I, I lost a couple hundred dollars uh, in Ripple uh, coins today. And, and you also bought some Bernie Madoff? Oh, yeah. And I bought some uh, relics from the financial meltdown era. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I bought some some envelopes, uh, Bernie Madoff stamped envelope, return envelopes. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah so, I, I always so- wanted to – I don't know. I always wanted to get a Madoff Investments LLC – uh, swag bag, or you know, fleece, or something like that. But those things sell for like five hundred bucks on eBay. So, um, yeah, I got a set of like twenty envelopes for twenty five dollars, and I'm going to be so, sitting yeah. pretty on the making money on uh, my art investment so, there in a few years. I'm so, sure. so Phil, Phil,
0: Phil, <laughs> Phil told me that um, we were having a glass of wine earlier that he went on eBay and bought Bernie Madoff like memo envelopes from like Madoff Investment LLC. <laughs> Which is a great—he's showing a photo here. Uh, there they
2: are. You're gonna to have to post it on the ECP Facebook page. Yeah. That may or may not have been deleted.
0: <laughs> well, no. So, what, what, what more than novelty drew you to that? I don't know. I have like a weird uh, f-
1: fascination with financial the the financial meltdown and some of the stories, um, but particularly Bernie Madoff. Like, I really like the uh, made-for-TV movies, the documentaries. I've I've read the. The book on it. I just kind of find it fascinating.
0: Well, I mean, that's some great memory, really, to have. And going to, speaking of Ripple, for those of you who don't know, Ripple is a centralized cryptocurrency along with like all the other decentralized ones. And um, as of today, it's kind of rebounded a bit, but the past 72 hours, uh, Bitcoin, as well as the rest of the cryptocurrency market, has taken um, a colossal shit. Uh, matt have you been following this bitcoin stuff at all
2: no i saw your facebook post that it was down like 50 percent or something but it doesn't surprise me you know the north koreans are uh hacking into that and playing around manipulating the price right
0: well chinese koreans even the americans are, are manipulating it but the thing that i find really interesting is that so if you follow cryptocurrency at all the past few months you know that we've been building up to a bubble bubble being that when you blow a physical bubble you know bubble gum or you have those little like soap bubbles, bubbles will expand to a point um, of mass pressure and then they pop. If you look back at any of the bubbles in history, uh, if we can go back into like the 1800s, the tulip bubble, um, you mm. know, financiers and traders would literally trade tulips like the flower. And it built a bubble because people would trade it. There, There was a scarcity around it. And then when people found out you could really do nothing with tulips, that bubble bursted and tulips were no longer valuable. If you're over the age of 30, um, you may remember the dot-com bubble in the early 2000s where dot-com, new internet startups, Matt, you're probably aware of this, you're in finance, and Phil, you as well. Um, any or every company that called themselves a new startup dot-com would get funding. The NASDAQ, which tracks a lot of tech companies, um, you know, grew to an exponential amount, and it bursted. The same thing as likely happening with cryptocurrencies and the thing that i find hilarious is that friends on instagram snapchat facebook would call themselves quote-unquote crypto investors or crypto champs or you know whatever they want to call themselves to um somehow claim themselves as being these champions of, of these currencies but the reality is a month ago if you put any money in any currency you'd probably double your money so uh phil here Spent a few hundred bucks and bought Ripple, which is to me a pretty legitimate currency. Um, but he bought it at what probably looks like a peak.
1: Yeah, it was around the same time that there was rumors that it'll be start being supported by some of the larger exchanges like Coinbase. So I bought a couple hundred dollars of it. I think it was like two dollars and fifty cents, and now it's uh, worth half that. So L- less than half that. Anyways, congratulations! <laughs> C- congratulations! Thanks. I like to celebrate my failures. Yeah.
0: So the the crypto sphere has definitely been very interesting as of
1: late. Um I find it even more interesting that uh some of the like complementary uh, or some some products and some brands that can just put in uh bitcoin or whatever in their title skyrocket in in value just simply based on changing their name.
0: Oh, yeah, it's not there was like um what do you mean? So there's a, a bunch of companies like Long Island, yeah, Sa- long th- yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Long Island, like pharma or whatever it was, or there was another pharma company. No, there that... was like an ice.
1: There was also an iced tea company. Oh, so. Long Island iced tea yeah.
0: company. Like they changed their name to Long Island Blockchain, and another company called Riot Health changed their name to Riot Blockchain, and just by calling themselves a blockchain company, their stock literally doubled. So that's crazy. Yeah, Kodak just actually announced that they were going to build a Kodak coin around managing digital asset privacy yeah. and their stock doubled within a day. So that's ma- Crazy. It's mainly due to the fact that a lot of Wall Street as well as basic business aficionados um, see a lot of potential in blockchain technology, mm-hmm. which is a new way to ledger items. Ledgering an item meaning that it's recorded in a book and tracked like you do a general ledger for a bank statement or... Um, a reservation. So there's a distributed way of doing this with what they call multiple consensus. So, Matt, if I was to transfer you money through Chase, um if someone had the ability to hack quote unquote chase as a single entity, they can scrub or hack or remove that you know transaction if I owe you a dollar. But with blockchain, what happens is there is consensus along multiple nodes or multiple individuals or actors that all say, we collectively agree that this happened. So instead of me telling like, Phil, I owe you a dollar, it would be the equivalent of me yelling in a room saying, Hey guys, everyone here, listen here. I owe Matt a dollar. So hey, I can, hey, I, I can change I Phil's like, mind, but I probably can't.
2: It? Yeah. Did everyone just hear that though? Everyone listening to this podcast, me a dollar. So.
0: <laughs> exactly. So that would be the, like all the podcast listeners would have to be convinced. I, noted. Um, so, but it's, it's insane. That's definitely a bit of a bubble. Um, it would be a lie for me to say I'm not invested in the crypto market because I am. Um, heavily. But yeah, but it's heavily on my the money I made already. So I'm playing with the house money.
2: Now, yeah, so you're up though.
0: Yeah, significantly. If you got
2: in lower. Yeah. But are you... So like, okay, so it, it's down 50% for like... If I put in $10 last month, like where would I be today? Would I be down or still up?
0: You'd still be up. If you put in $10 last month, you'd probably have $30 today. Oh wow! Shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, but, but but the thing is, I mean, I'm down about thirty five percent from my very peak. The psychology of this is, you know, when things are going your way and things are happening to benefit you, you do think you're a champ. You do think you're invincible. You think you're making the right moves. Unbeknownst to you, it's just the market moving in the right direction. So should I have pulled my money out sooner? Yeah, but like all that, the old adage, never pull out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Words I live pull by. Out
2: game, my pullout game is strong. But like, how do you, where do you see the next phase of this? So obviously, I, I would think this Bitcoin and all that shit is here to stay. It's not just a fad per se, but I do think there was a huge run up where even average investors who don't like, like my brothers really just trade like basic blue chip stocks and they were getting into it because it was all over the news. So. What's kind of the next phase you see here? Like, is it gonna is there gonna be another bubble here or, or are we done now or
1: And what, what advice do you, do you give for people considering buying crypto?
0: Okay, so I mean great question. I'm not a crypto pro. I read a lot of analysis and reviews from folks that know a lot more than I do, but just being someone that's been in the capital markets and has been, you know, a avid trader of assets and equities. The crypto uh markets are still going to be very volatile volatile meaning you know in in the Nasdaq when the S&P 500 a stock can move 3 to 4% in a day which is a very big move in yeah. the crypto space things will move 20 30 sometimes even 40% in a single day um testament to that is being bitcoin you know being down almost 40% in 2 days so it's still volatile it's still very unknown but There's a lot of skepticism that I don't think is going anywhere because whereas companies and brands are based off earnings per share, income statements, balance sheets, debt, um, debts liquidity, crypto isn't, right? It's very a speculative game. So there's a lot of speculation going into it. But where I think it's going from here is going to be that I don't think we're going to see as big and strong and powerful as a move as we've seen the last couple of months. I think some of these coins that are very niche that do certain things will gain momentum but i think we're going to have a slow i don't want to call it a slow but a slower grind back up the same way that in the early 2000s the nasdaq burst and then it took us you know obviously tremendous amount of time to get back above those levels and we are there now uh i don't think crypto is going to take that long but i would (laughs) tell anyone who's interested in getting into it do your research do your homework understand the coin you're buying because there's it's not it's not a safe investment yeah
1: I would right. I, I would say that make sure that you're treating this as just like a fun side investment and you're ready to lose it all I mean it should just be like play money and you know don't don't bet the farm on it
2: yeah, because the one thing I'm thinking is that I mean I've been saying this for how many years now that we're gonna have a, a market crash like overall, but really we are at some point. But <laughs> yeah, obviously, that my next I, oh yeah, yeah. When that happens, everyone just runs the cash, right? That's always happens. So, and, and, so I could see crypto just getting like bum rushed hard if you have a market correction. Yeah, that's, that's why the doing so well. Yeah, that's a
0: good point. And the interesting thing I had a conversation with a Buddy yesterday about this is that. When the euro crashes or the dollar crashes or when Switzerland, um, you know, unpegged their their Swiss franc and it became a free float currency, markets moved to that. There was a ripple effect, no pun intended, to ripple. Uh Uh, (laughs) But the crypto markets tanked 40 to 45% and no other financial markets had any ripple effect or any you know, causation. um, It didn't lead to anything, right? Nothing happened there. Mm -hmm. What I'm interested and curious about if the inverse will lead to something, meaning if the U.S. markets or the, you know, the U.S. industry crashes, will people treat cryptocurrencies like they do gold? And that's, it's an interesting point that I It hasn't been tested yet, uh, mainly because we haven't had a down month in the financial system for a year and a half or something like that. So, I mean, I think it's been like 13 months where we haven't tested the market's resiliency. And I wonder if it's going to be treated the same way, but we're probably boring. Some listeners, including Phil, who's, you know, now looking for my sound effects app. Thank you very much. But to me, it's, it's a fascinating piece. Um, so switching topics or switching subjects, Phil and I were talking about the fact that, and I think we did chat on the podcast since then, um, about doing eye surgery or LASIK, so earlier this summer I took the leap and <laughs> bought a Groupon to do LASIK <laughs> eye surgery, which is probably not the most safe thing you to do. You disgust me. Okay, Phil's got his laugh tracks out. So yeah, I spent like fifteen hundred bucks, a lot, fifteen hundred okay. bucks on Groupon to get my eyes fixed, and it's been probably one of the uh, best investments of money I've made.
1: Yeah, I actually found that more interesting just because I don't find contacts really that much of a pain in the ass. I actually will wear mine for you know, periods of time uh, without taking them out. But so Haas mentioned actually that it it's actually saves you money, which might be the most intriguing. Let, yeah, let's, Especially let's, if you buy that Groupon. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I was really scared actually. It's usually where I purchase my major surgery. So
0: <laughs> let me translate what Phil really meant. What Phil meant to say is that he he just doesn't remove his contacts at all. I like, do just like once a
1: week, but I have contacts you can sleep in. Okay,
0: so I, I don't condone that because it's really unhealthy. But
1: yeah, I mean, I can't see colors anymore. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but aren't some contacts made to, to be like that? No,
1: contacts are made me? to sleep in. Uh, yeah, well, there's just more air or
0: something. Do, do you wear contacts, Matt? No, I did not.
2: I have, gave up that shit.
1: Do you have perfect eyes? What does that mean? No, that you gave no, up I
2: just, I just, I just go with what I got. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I can't see it, it's not there.
1: Don't you have to take a an eye exam for a driver's license?
2: Yeah, so I haven't driven a car since two thousand one. So <laughs> when you backed up into yeah, rubber shark that happened like nineteen circa nineteen ninety nine maybe before the dot I, bla- I was wearing glasses then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait. So the rear, h- the rear view is wrong. How bad is your vision? Um, I don't know how bad. That's insinuating. That's bad. But what, is your, what vision? is your vision on the
2: Snellen I chart? I, I don't know. But it's good enough that when I got my license renewed, I was able to kind of squint my way past it. So whatever that would be.
0: Your license for nude renewed. renewed. When I oh, I thought you the... said for nude. I was like, geez, okay, no, I'm I don't have good. a new license.
2: Um, <laughs> what was I going to say about that? My my driver's my eye exam. Oh I actually noticed when I first started so I first gave up wearing my glasses like right after college and I actually noticed for, like the first year or two my eyes just got a little bit better
0: you, you're making it you're making it seem like like you like it's something you gave up for Lent like oh, I just gave it up.
2: Well I just stopped wearing them. I just didn't want to do it anymore and then but no' it was like a, I would say a solid year or so my eyes actually got better and they say that glasses make your eyes worse because your eyes become more dependent on them yeah you become depend, so, depend on it. So by not wearing them, they got better. But I think then working in the office and just putting my face into a monitor every fucking day for nine to five, didn't help.
0: So Phil or actually both of you guys, why have you not gotten corrective surgery? Knowing that you can get twenty twenty like me, um,
2: I haven't found my group on yet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
1: on there. For me, it's just like it is such a small bother to to use my con <clears throat> excuse me to use my contacts that there's no real, you know, impetus to get the surgery. Um, but they are expensive, so maybe I will.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't really care so just because you got it doesn't mean I have to. So. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Let me live my life. Yeah, I'm the LASIK eye bully. You
1: <laughs> get a referral.
0: <laughs> Anyways, guys, let's let's move on to uh to a, to another subject, and I know this we've is going to be through our list. yeah we've gone through our list, but this is oh, Phil's yeah. Phil's uh, favorite category, sports. We'll skip to that afterwards. But have you guys, Matt, have you played the game uh, HQ? No. So HQ is a fascinating game, actually, and I think it's it's interesting because it's a it's a phone app that is a trivia game that's played with hundreds of thousands of other participants.
2: Oh, yeah my brother was showing me this yeah and you can I win you can again. win
0: money so the reason I bring it up is one that you know you've got your own game on the app store and which you're banned um, and Phil works for a company that does um, analytics and analysis of app data so I thought it'd be an interesting topic and I, I just I like trivia games um, so I, I figured the ability to play with a pool of people and win money is just kind of interesting
1: yeah and and it's it's especially interesting cuz it has super high engagement i mean sometimes there'll be a million people um that are that are logging in for for each game it's it's a ton of people it's a huge thing it's like pretty viral um and it is also interesting in that it's it's scheduled content cuz it it's at set times every day and it's kind of bucks the fad of on demand entertainment that yeah, everything is 100%. kind of moving to because you you yeah you have to log in at a certain time and it's reminiscent of the old uh, TV schedule days. Um, so
2: what what kind of questions like is it just
1: yeah so it, it's or? it's twelve questions and, and
0: like some of them were kind of like um, do you think South Koreans have the smallest penises? <laughs>
2: just kidding kidding uh, that, he, he tried
1: guys he yeah tried. that went over really bad sorry All cubes well. you you can uh, log off now. <laughs> Um, no, so it's 12 questions. the first few are like pretty easy and then um, yeah they just get progressively harder the, the they, you have about five seconds to answer so you your best bet is kind of just to play in a group and with other people and maybe someone will be an expert in whatever they're asking. You don't have enough time to Google it and the questions are phrased in such that even if you could Google it, they're not directly related like it will like a question will be which of these three. Senators represent a state that does not have sales tax. And it'll give you three senators' names. So you can't just necessarily Oh, it's
2: multiple choice? Yeah. Okay.
1: Exactly. But
0: but the Good. guy the guy that um, that hosted is kind of annoying. Scott? He's like he's quiz really, daddy? He, yeah, quiz the best. He's cool. But him. he's really
1: over the top. He's like, Hey,
0: welcome to HQ. Yeah, but it's
1: it's it's like magnetic. And when he's not on it, everyone is is pissed and angry that that Scott Quiz Daddy's not, but on. I've we, I've never seen him not
0: do it. We oh yeah, have him on he has been less and less the last. He kind of looks like Matt, actually. What did you say? I'm you know like a no Jewish one like one white male? male, yeah, like sure. an actual no Jewish. Yeah, man. He, a little bit.
2: No, we gotta have him on. Yeah, we gotta have him on. Yeah.
0: Have you guys totally random? Have you guys seen the new Dave Chappelle specials on Netflix?
1: Yes, so funny. I actually saw it live.
0: The second at Radio
2: one. City.
1: Oh
0: really? Yeah. The second one kind of sucked, but the first one
1: was really good. I saw one of them on Netflix. I don't know which one I saw.
2: You obviously don't listen to our own podcast because I no longer subscribe to Netflix. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
1: Dear because, oh are you, still, are you still
0: you're still anti Netflix?
2: Yeah, I just haven't bothered. Well, I, I have your password, so <laughs> do, you, do you do you really? <laughs> yeah, for that I think I watched I forget what it was, but I still haven't saved it on my TV. You're a piece know, of, I I a piece of shit. Yeah, I know. I never use it though.
0: No. Well, his specials were kinda of, were pretty good. I think his first one was pretty smart. Made a lot of like jo- his joke. His jokes are just really well written and they're they're pretty creative. But his second one, there's it's like a back to back. Second one was wasn't very thoughtful, and it was actually in like a much smaller crowd or a smaller setting, which I don't think speaks to like how good or bad it was. But um, I I thought it was really well done. I I like I like Chappelle um, more so. I'm kind of like I don't know if I want to say surprised, but a little surprised the whole louis ck thing that's been going on like hashtag me too yeah the hashtag me too thing like I, louis ck strikes me as a guy that's like over the top um really witty and does things for shock value but then when like the news came out that like he would jerk hold, off in front, of them. yeah would, like put women in precarious situations and like jerk off in front of them unwilling f- like as they're like unwilling participants that's like really creepy and not I mean, as much as you would say, like, oh, he's, yeah, like, listen to his comedy, I wouldn't have suspected that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's for a lot of people, uh, you know, that all this stuff is, is going on about. It. But yeah, I would say he's particularly surprising.
0: Yeah, like Harvey Weinstein is not very surprising. The guy is, yeah. n- he he <laughs> he looks like a guy that would, like, jerk off in front of you.
1: I heard <laughs> Aziz the
0: other day. The, I'm, yeah. I am The whole Aziz thing is interesting because there's actually a lot of, public backlash against the chick for the fact that it wasn't a sexually aggressive um like assaulted assaulting situation like if you read I read the story about it what what ended up happening was they went on a date he took her back to his place and he was just kind of um i don't say forceful but he was like he was pressing he was aggressive yeah he was pushy he was pushy but he he didn't sexually assault her he didn't hold her be- against her will um yeah. she was compliant and then she it in her writing she left in a cab was crying texted him the next day they could have had a dialogue around it and like yeah it was definitely a creep for sure he shouldn't have done that yeah. at all um but i feel as though it i thought she would have released her name to get a little bit of like publicity out of it which she didn't um which i think speaks to the fact that you know she definitely felt um you know a little uneasy about the situation yeah. <clears throat> and i don't want to say this publicly but i and part of me is like as a woman like shouldn't you have just left well yeah sorry can
1: argument you make for the louis ck accuser too right like why you why do you go and watch? you know stay in the hotel room while he's jerking off and
0: well fight? i from the Louis ck thing it seemed like that was a little bit more like there was some there was actual assault that happened there like it, it wasn't a compliance, oh, was like there, there, there was, physical. there was no intimacy. Like oh, he, oh, I see. he just did things that were like, it's a different situation. Like if you and I are making out and then like, you want to take it further and I say no.
1: but well, let's try it. <laughs> Matt, what were you going to say? <laughs>
2: no, I, I think, I think the Aziz and Zari story is a lot of, you got to think about perception too. So from her, when I only read her side of it, so from her side of it, it sounds like he was very super creepy, pushy and aggressive. But to Haas' point, he never – she never said outwardly, verbally said no. Um, she actually engaged as well. Like they exchanged oral sex. So obviously if you're talking about nonverbal cues, you could say she gave – she was saying that she gave nonverbal cues that she wasn't interested. But if you put my lip, your lips around my dick, that's also a nonverbal cue. So I think overall I think what probably happened was he was like super creepy and aggressive in her mind, she's like, ew, this is fucking gross, right? How, you know, this is I'm not comfortable with this. But in his mind, he's not seeing – that he can't read her mind. So he's seeing, oh, she just put her lips around my dick and we made out and this, that, and the other. She's still in my apartment. So, like, I can sympathize with him even though you could say he was, he was aggressive and creepy and whatever. If, I, if I, he's he, – he might, he might have just been, been completely unaware of how she felt because she never actually communicated it clearly enough for him to get it
0: yeah i so. mean I, I agree i the one thing i mean reading the uh her testimony i don't have a testimony but her her blog post testimony makes it seem like she filed a claim but it, but it wasn't but he did do some pretty creepy shit like she said he kept sticking his fingers down her throat like it's yeah. odd.
2: he's fucking weird like it, well he also like the whole thing it sounded like he had like a little system like he, he took her to a specific restaurant orders ordered a specific wine like Everything was like this little, like, little... It's like a script that he probably does every fucking time. Um, So he's definitely creepy. But, (laughs) again, though, like, in his mind, he might have thought she was into it. Yeah. There's some evidence to suggest that she was. There's a thing...
0: Clearly, there's an issue with men who don't understand their creep factor. Which is just... It's ridiculously mind-blowing to me. Like, even Louis C.K. In what planet is that okay to like whip your thing out and just start like beating off in front of someone? Or in in what world is it okay to like shove your fingers down a chick's throat that you just messed. Well I guess it's all just
1: types of kinks and fetishes, and if you feel like it is kind of a sexual interaction, it's just one of the ways to do it. I mean
0: The same way you just blink your eyes a lot when you see someone you like?
1: Is that I haven't really do no, that? No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why are you blinking at me so much? <laughs> oh
2: so that's yeah,
0: what, what else is, what else is in the, new, in, in the recent news um, Steve Bannon made his way back in the news
1: oh yeah he was called to testify right
0: yeah um, what do, I haven't been
2: it's crazy who I've been, keep up yeah that's hard to <laughs> keep no up? but the, the, mo- the most oh, recent the fake, one the fake news awards were uh, released today though. oh really I thought it was supposed to be like two <laughs> oh, weeks yeah. ago and they were uh, disappointing the CNN win yeah. yeah fucking garbage no I forget actually the guy who was number one was whoa, whoa, he, he, no, he was, a, he was a New York Times columnist, and he won. He, this is the best part he won first prize. And what he did was it wasn't even fake news. But he, what the reason why he won the first prize is because he said, if Trump gets elected, the stock market or the economy is going to go down. And that's basically just saying, like, that's like me saying, oh, the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl, and then if they don't. That was fake news. No, it's a fucking prediction. So, the the best part is, like, the the, the first prize wasn't even really news. It was just some guy's opinion. It's it's fucking retarded.
0: So, what do you. Who else
2: was on there? Oh, I don't know. The funniest part, actually, it's actually um, the web web URL is the GOP.gov. So, it's like the GOP's website is where it was posted, which is even funnier.
0: Wait, like, like on the actual GOP site? (laughs) Are you
2: kidding? The GOP
0: became. Why would they do that? So petty that they entertained Trump's ideology of fake news and put an entire site together for that. That's amazing. Yeah. The other thing that's happening in the political climate is people are up in arms about Trump using the phrase shithole countries to represent the African countries that are sending refugees and... um just international bodies to the U.S. Yeah,
1: Haiti and, and other African countries, and then he asked, "That's cool because Haiti is not could, an African country." Why? We, well, you're right. Okay, I misspoke. I meant Haiti and African countries. And uh, he he was wondering why we couldn't get more no, um, immigrants Norwegian. from Norway because I'm sure they're just dying to come here.
2: <laughs> um, but you. what I
1: found particularly interesting is just like. The backpedaling, the like overt, just on uh, the uh, the senators that were there. I mean, the Democratic guy, he he kept the same uh, the same narrative the whole time, and that he really did say that. But the two GOP senators first tried to spin it as if those weren't the exact words, or they. Or no, they first try to spin it as they, they don't remember, they don't recall that being part of the conversation. And then a few days later, they all of a sudden remembered and uh, he didn't use those words, he used something else. I mean, it's just like so blatant. I don't know how anyone can trust these people. Like, they don't even try to finesse their lies. I mean, it's it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs>
0: so with, with that, <laughs> that was a shithole shit segment. No, can I'm we move on that to that you know, a, a, a more interesting saying. topic for the last few minutes of this podcast? Uh, maybe sports. Lebron. So, oh boy. So I like how I mentioned sports, and the very first thing out of your mouth is the we man that you, that. yeah, the man that you claim to hate the most, more than anyone.
2: I'm gonna actually. I'm going to miss him when he leaves, though. Like, I fucking hate him, and I love to see him lose. But honestly, there's nothing to care about in the NBA except LeBron. And it's actually kind of, like, the most compelling season we had in a while. But, like, all, all it is is, like, the Cavaliers just struggling and the, the force he had with Kyrie and, you know, Kenny catch the Warriors. But it's just, like, yeah, it's funny. As much as I hate him, I got to admit, the NBA wouldn't be the same without him.
0: So with, with that said, and loosely following sports center and other news outlets i feel like you know regardless of the just overall performance of the cavaliers this year even lebron's overall performance he's earning a bit more of a concrete status as one of the greatest of all time last year i think was an acceptance year there was a little bit of dialogue back and forth can he you know claim the legacy blah 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 but he's getting a lot of respect this year, and do you think that's due to people understanding that he's at the last leg of his career, and he's solidifying a legacy, and they want to give it to him, or or why do you think he's getting the respect this year than he did before?
2: It's funny, actually. I I hadn't. I'm not really noticing that. I, I mean, early on, yes, because he, he was probably actually having better numbers than ever, than ever before. He's 35, so part of it might be that, that he just he's performing as well as he did at 35 <laughs> as he did when he was 23. But I don't know. They're there in such a talisman now that I feel like most people have just written off any chance he has to win. And I, I, it's almost maybe maybe because their sympathy, I guess, because people are like, oh, well, like, the Warriors are just too good, and LeBron's great deserves better than that. But I don't know.
0: But so you don't you don't feel that I, I mean, it's interesting that you say that you don't feel that because I sense that coming into the season. Obviously, he was playing much better than he ever was. And now, though, like when they go through Cavs performances. It's not even a question of, like, you know, how are they in the situation? This, that, the other. They just, like, go through the stats, talk about if LeBron had a dominant performance or not, give him the props, and then they just move on. And before, I feel like he would get a lot more shit.
2: Yeah, I think we're just numb to it. Um, We being the the haters? Yeah, well, just fans and media, but, yes, especially the haters. But, like, every year now that he's been on the Cavaliers in January – Give or take this time, this time of the year, they've had a pretty large swoon in terms of like they've lost a bunch of games in a row and whatnot. And I think everyone's just this year they're just kind of writing off. Right now, I think they're like three out of the last eleven. They've they've only won three out of the last eleven. Yeah. So they have a pretty shitty record lately. And I think most people are just writing off like ah, they're still going to make the finals. So I think people are just kind of numb to all the drama that surrounds that team for the last few years. But
0: fair. How do you how do you feel about Kyrie and what he's out there doing in Boston?
2: I fucking love it because. So I had a theory, we're going to need more than a few minutes to talk about this though. But I've actually kind of, I said this to, uh, I was talking to, you know, Hong, remember him? Yeah. And one of the, one of the other guys that I talked to basketball with. And I was saying that I actually don't think LeBron, everyone says LeBron makes everyone better. And yes, like the Anderson Barajows and like the scrubs, like, you know, or Kyle Corver, like specialists, like three point shooters. Yeah, sure. He gets them open shots whatever. But like, Actual players who are good, I don't think he makes them better. I actually think he makes them worse. And I'll give you a a lot of good examples of that. Kevin Love is a worse player than than playing with LeBron has made Kevin Love a worse player. He was better before LeBron. Uh, Kyrie is an MVP candidate now and leading the number one team record-wise in the NBA. Um, So he's better without without LeBron. He's become a a more complete player. Uh, Chris Bosh was certainly more better utilized at least or a better player when he was with Toronto than he was with Miami Dwayne mm-hmm. Wade uh, that's a push I mean Wade was already Hall of Famer he's not going to get better he's not going to get worse so that's a push but even guys like um, you know not going to call them role players but just like your everyday kind of guys like Jay Crowder Jay Crowder fucking sucks now last year in Boston he was awesome you know as a starter not awesome as a star but like a good rotational player Yeah. Uh, Jr. Smith has never been good in the Cavaliers but he was pretty good before that uh iman shumpert was never great but he was a solid starter now he can't even get on the court i I can go on but like i don't think he makes players better because i I think he dominates the ball unless and unless you're a three-point shooter or just like a a scrub big man rebounder kind of guy like a specialist i don't think he does shit for you
0: i i don't agree with that but my rebuttal would take a while um my only question, now that Phil's back, Phil took a little break at the... Uh, at the sports segment. Yeah, the sports As segment. As I'm sure
1: many of your listeners do.
0: He, he went to, to the little boy's room. Um, with a little boy. Kidding. <laughs> so, Phil, after hearing that great synopsis from Matt on why LeBron doesn't make people better, we're going to quiz you here. What team does LeBron James play for? Actually, what sport does LeBron James play? Let's start with that. Let's give you a toss-up. This is HQ.
1: Basketball. Boom.
0: Okay. Uh, what team or teams I feel like has LeBron James is... ever played for?
1: Uh, I know this. In the Midwest, they were pissed that he left. Ohio. <laughs> that was a great Cleveland. rhyme. In the Midwest, they were pissed that he left, <laughs> and then he went to Miami, and then didn't he go back? Three Yeah. Oh, so that right? Like, yeah. Sure, so that's three. That's so three points. Three points but there. But that's probably the only basketball player okay. I know about, Kyrie Irving. Hey. Didn't even know I was a basketball player. What other
0: team did Michael Jordan play for?
1: He was a baseball player. For for what team? Chicago? Oh! Really? Wow. Cubs? Nope. White Sox. White Sox. Close Close enough. Is Cubs a team? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
0: Well, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be back to quiz you in a few minutes here. You you have four points.
2: Wait, Phil. One more question. There's, yeah. a,
0: there's a fire. There's a fire siren going on here. All right, One more
2: question. Who who is your prediction to win the Super Bowl? I'm gonna give you four teams, and you're gonna tell me which one you think is going to win. Okay. It just doesn't like, make, no, here, here here are, are four. I'm gonna choose one team. I'm yeah. You here are four.
0: four. Let me. Okay. First team being the Long Island Ice Tees.
2: <laughs> I like the sound of that. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the Minnesota Vikings, the New England Patriots, or the Philadelphia Eagles? Who you got? Who's going with um,
1: Well, I'm a big dogfighting fan, so I do like Michael Vick, so I would go with the Eagles.
2: You know more sports than you say, then you let on. Is he still actually playing? I mean, when they oh, cross over uh, with pop well, culture like that, yeah, <laughs> so no. No, he's, he's not. He's not currently in the NFL anymore. But he, okay, knew, well. he, he played for the Eagles. Well, wait, he, he here, won. let's.
1: Well,
0: this this will be fun if if this happens. Name the two teams that will make it to the Super Bowl.
1: Well, I guess I mean every year, the Patriots, right?
0: Okay. And
1: yeah. And one of the other three?
0: Well, no well, one of one of the one of <laughs> the two.
1: Um, so I guess the. Was
0: it Jackson Jaguars or the no, 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 not, No, that's not possible um, but because they're playing each other. Okay. In
2: the anyway. Cool. Yeah.
0: Anyways, so yeah, you oh, got yeah. that. Cool, we'll be back. So uh, we'll who's get... in
1: the halftime show? That's
2: what I want to know. I don't know. Uh, you should look that up.
0: Know. Google that while we chat. Yeah, something for you to do. <laughs> How
2: about so, Kendrick Lamar being on the halftime show of the college game? I didn't see that coming. Kind of, I honestly, didn't really.
0: even know that happened. Anyways, um, would the greatest pleasure to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick be if they win the Super Bowl again and have Roger Goodell hand him another uh, Lombardi Trophy again?
2: I mean, sure, you know, why not? There's a lot. I mean,
0: There's a lot of people that do not want to see the Patriots make it to the Super Bowl.
2: I, you know, you know, I, um, I'm just still kind of like flabbergasted that. The Steelers lost to Blake Bortles in the playoffs. So it's so hard for me to really even go I think
0: that I think Blake had a decent game. I think his supporting cast had a great game. And I loved watching the Steelers lose that game.
2: But, but let me throw this at you. Because, okay, Blake Bortles is bad enough. The Steelers have also, in recent years, lost the playoff game to Tim Tebow. So imagine that combination, losing to Blake Bortles and Tim Tebow. Like who, who, what other team could accomplish that?
0: Yeah, but that was such a that was such a different defense when that happened.
2: I know, but it still hurts.
0: Well, he also had God on his side, but that's true. The sexy the, Jesus. The Blake Bortle facts on Twitter are hysterical, <sighs> and anyone here that enjoys Twitter comedy or football comedy, follow Blake Bortle facts on on Twitter, and they're pretty good. So, wh- what is your prediction, Matt?
2: Uh, I'm actually predicting after I just shat on Blake Bortles. So here, here's my prediction with a caveat. If if Blake Bortles can have the type of game that he had against Pittsburgh, you know, 15 to 25, 215 yards, a, one touchdown, no picks, I'm I'm actually thinking the Jacksonville Jaguars can win this game because their defense is a lot like the Giants defense that beat Tom Brady in Super Bowl. They rush four, drop seven, they don't need the blitz to get pressure. And Tom Coughlin's the architect of that team, and Tom Coughlin beat uh, Belichick and Brady as a head coach uh, twice in the Super Bowl. So actually, if Blake Bortles doesn't play quarterback like I do in, in when I play football, um, <laughs> which he does more <laughs> often than he should, uh, I actually think they have a chance. And I would pick them to win. So it, it, if you gave me Blake Bortles' stat line, I could say, it, and it wasn't like absolute dog shit, I would pick the So But, but I, I, who, who are you calling for the Super Bowl? Like, what, what's your prediction? Well, oh, Vikings are definitely going. I called that actually two months in the podcast we never had, but Vikings um, Vikings are definitely going. They're number one on third down on offense and defense. So I just I, mean, I, I would just agree. I don't Nick,
0: Nick Foles can't win that game regardless yeah, of the rest of the team. Yeah. He can't win that game. But um, so, so I'm you, going with the
2: Vikings, and then. Um, I don't know. I, can't, I really. I, I don't think the Patriots are that good this year. But again, if, if, if the real Blake Bortles shows up, then obviously Patriots win. But if Blake Bortles shows up and he's like halfway competent, then I, I Jaguars are gonna win.
0: If the real, that's funny. Yeah, I was gonna say if the if the real Blake Bortles, <laughs> Bortles shows up, yeah, they're they're gonna fucking lose that game. <laughs> yeah. I would. Oh. I would like to see Brady win it again. I think that would secure his legacy as the greatest quarterback of all time.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, if you're if you're arguing that today, I don't know where the fuck you've been for the last twenty years. I mean, that 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 team is just fucking unbeatable. For but 15, that, this 16. would put a nail.
0: This would put a nail in the coffin, right? This would put a nail in the coffin by saying he's got. No, he would tie for most drinks
2: ever, right? No, he already has the most. Oh, no, no, he, he's tied. He's tied with the most right now. The only other guy who has who has five is a defensive player, Charles Haley. But he has the most for a quarterback. Oh, already yeah, and. And honestly, he, like if he does back to say, back
0: in this this age in the thirties deep in his thirties,
2: I mean that would just be another nail in the coffin. Because honestly, when you're down twenty eight to three in a Super Bowl and you come back and win it for your fifth Super Bowl, if that wasn't enough to convince you, I, I don't know, what, I don't know what else. By the way, we watched that game together and recorded a podcast that uh, shortly thereafter, I believe, or before, um, and two podcasts ago.
0: Before. Jeez, that was crazy that it was two podcasts ago, and it was so long ago. <laughs> yeah, no, we recorded before we went to mass, yeah. and we talked about what was going to happen. But, yeah, we stopped watching that game late in before halftime.
2: Yeah, everyone did. I mean, we had it on, but we just we started talking about politics with, uh, with our, our co-host, Zach.
0: Speaking of Zach, uh, <laughs> Phil mentioned – Phil Minchin mentioned – that he had some uh, Good one. some questions he would have loved to ask Zach. I just
1: think he would be interesting to have you guys back on because I think it's a year into it, and the last time you guys connected was a year ago. So be curious to to to, to you know keep understanding his point of view and
2: what, what would be the top three questions you have for him. Is it okay? oh, yeah.
1: Time. I said, is it worth it? <laughs> is uh <laughs> economic prosperity worth selling your soul? I think that would be the, <laughs> the leading question. Yeah. The question. Oh, and I also am curious, because he, he did say that he voted Obama the last two elections, so I'd be curious to know does he regret voting Obama?
0: Interesting. That's that's an interesting question. Yeah. Because why would that matter
1: now? Like, it's not... No, a, I'm just... It's, in, yeah. in, in, in hindsight, would he have done it or not?
0: Like, he instead voted, like, Rush Limbaugh?
1: <sighs>
2: yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> or does he regret voting for Trump?
0: Yeah, which is probably the more uh, salient question at this point. But knowing Zach, I, I think he's extremely pleased with the performance so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't vote for him. But, you know, I gotta say, he's he's won me over. He's uh proven to be a pretty good uh leader very stable genius yeah methodical. <laughs> he's a great man
0: oh. uh where five, five six. yeah so what actually let's maybe we close with that we're fifty eight minutes in what what is your um your current grade if you had to if you were a sixth grade literature teacher grading trump on um his, his first-year essay.
2: If I'm a sixth-grade teacher, being that he can't read or write on a fourth-grade level, I give him an F. <laughs>
1: interesting. Phil? Uh, is, is incomplete a grade? Give him the opportunity to do extra credit. No, actually, that's a really bad idea. Just, just a solid half <laughs> there.
0: The thing that's really interesting to me is, if you watched the Golden Globes a few weeks ago, which... I would assume Matt didn't and Phil was kind of a toss-up. <laughs> Not sure, but... Um, they... Uh, what's it? Seth Meyer, Is that his name there? Seth Meyers. Yeah, Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers was uh, joking around uh, with the fact that, you know, Oprah... There was rumors that Oprah might try to run for president. Um, and I don't think she either confirmed or denied that later. But there was a lot of press around the fact that You know, Oprah may make a presidential bid um, when once this uh, this term is up in the next few years. What is your thought around something like that?
1: I don't know. I mean, I can. I don't know. I'm torn on that one. Honestly, it's a really good question. I I see the. I like the fact that I feel like she would be closest to kind of ending all this shit. Because it's like fighting fire with fire. But at the same time, I don't, I'm just, I don't know. I feel like politicians, elected politicians should have some experience in, in government. That's, a, that's just genuinely what I feel. like. I, I think it's really hard for an outsider to come in on something like that. But that said, I mean, if she could stop this, then um, I guess I'd be all for it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think that's the new normal, though. Um, I remember. Yeah, I'm I curious if I'll start it. that. Yeah, yeah that's... I don't know if we talk about it on this podcast or not, but I definitely remember talking about it to my family like, "Is a celebrity candidate now a thing?" And I remember even Mark Cuban was obviously one of the people that people talked about too. Is that, Who is not as normal.
1: successful as everyone makes him
2: sound? No, he's a fucking bum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he he hasn't grown his net worth at all. So he's a failure. <laughs>
2: yeah, I couldn't I couldn't invest in uh, fucking cryptocurrency in maybe. Vanguard
1: and, and Way more than
2: fucking loser.
0: Uh, Ripple. Dude, you're you make it sound so personal. Like you, LeBron James and Mark Cuban were like best friends and they stole your bike and now you fucking hate them. But I I would agree with kinda what you both are saying. I don't think we should get to a point where celebrities are are politicians. Just like fucking Manny Pacquiao in the Philippines. I mean, I guess it's different out there, maybe. Or he's like the richest guy in the Philippines, so
2: Kind of well, goes it's probably back. a shithole country too. So
0: no, oh, it's not black though. So it not <laughs> under Trump's under a Trump's list, but like I think it's great that Oprah has like this, you know, this rumor mill spinning because it's it's good to just get people excited about something um, from a presidential standpoint. But I don't think we should make it yeah the new normal. I don't think it's right. Like she's just gonna learn about the presidency and campaigning while she's campaigning and then she just goes into the oval office and has it, a presidential briefing and just like oh what do we
1: do now and but in that think, and in that sense think... it won't be as ugly as, a, as a, like the, the primaries i mean it'll still be ugly but trump can't say a lot of the non-experience you know points because that's what he came from so.
0: well he's also spent four years so he kind of can say that
1: right now I'm not able to. Oh, you think he'll pivot no, we'll, it and be we'll, like we'll you need someone about, with experience
2: He'll just, he'll just say I'm the most experienced person in the world in this job and, and no one has it. more experience than me right no one no one respects women more than I do, right um, but I actually like okay, so the he said that the other day
0: he's like well, yeah, that but they also no, said, like I'm
1: the least racist person yeah, you've I'm, ever I'm the least
0: racist person yeah. you've ever met,
2: the least racist, like really, dude <laughs> but the the outsider thing I think is here to stay because I mean, experience obviously matters but people are so fed up with the way politicians are like every politician coming through is just gonna have that black x they're just gonna be branded that way and you do kind of want some innovation and some creative thinking in that position yeah no i agree i think it's just it's a leap to go from no
1: experience to the highest possible position rather than you know doing in the world yeah like in the world you know, rather than doing something a stint at local government, bringing innovation there, and then kind of, you know, pulling it off. all like, again, but that if you, had,
2: right but, but if you had someone normal, and obviously he has had some governing, but like Bloomberg, for example, like okay, mayor to president is a huge jump, as is, but maybe that's kind of where I'm going, like somewhere in between, sure. someone yeah. who's kind of normal, definitely normal compared to Trump, and has had maybe some exposure, but I don't know.
0: Here's a one, actually, random question, totally random. If, imagine, and not just like, oh, would you ever want to be president, but imagine for a second that somehow someone came and knocked on your door, someone of authority knocked on your door and said, you have the opportunity to become president of the United States immediately. Like, we will, and not like you can test it, but like, we will will literally write you in as the 46th president of the United States right now, and this will be your next four years would you do it or would you walk? Would you like be like, no, I don't
1: want that. Me personally. Yes. Personally right now. No, I would not do that. Why? Oh wait, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yes, I would do that. Wait, why, <laughs> why would you, would you not? Right <laughs> now. Like right now. Sorry, I wrong. missed wrong. the forget original premise. Of, not? Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. Cause I would want to just stop what's going on right now.
0: But would you be like, would you be ready for the pressure that it brings like your family, you, the fact that you're now going to be fucking president of the United States? Like what what would you do? Like how would you stop it? The public the public reception, like Phil Minchin is now president. Of yeah, United I States. guess probably
1: not. Good point. <laughs> I don't know. I mean I feel like it's the same reason that a lot I'm sure a lot of people have a really bad dirt on on him and Yeah, they... can you think of all the rumors that'll
2: come out about you?
1: <laughs> and most of them are true, so
2: <laughs> yeah, when you're president, you'll just go and fake news on your Twitter account, oh, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Would you? Yeah, how do you, why not? How do you not take that? But
0: like, that's that's the thing is like, I probably would say no. Like, what would you like? First of all, you'd probably fucking be assassinated.
2: Uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna you, say it, but
0: you're a part Jew, part Lebanese. Like, if, if...
2: I'm, a, I'm a white brickle bro according to the Miami New Times. Yeah,
0: and you fucking made a game called "Writer Racist." You'd definitely be assassinated.
2: All the more reasons I should be president. What would you do? Like, what would
0: be your first? What would be your like? If this was you writing about your agenda, what would be the top three things you would do?
2: Uh, environment would be big. Like, so all the rollbacks we've done on climate change, obviously, are fucking stupid. Um, so that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, the tax, the tax reform seems to be a pretty shitty deal for most <laughs> people too. Um, I would yeah, reinstate.
1: A, I would reinstate Roy Moore.
2: Oh, I, 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 I would bomb North Korea. No. <laughs> folks
0: hannah 2055 or whatever (laughs) you become old as shit yeah that would be like a big
2: a big thing to sign up for yeah but it's also a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity who would be here imagine imagine okay they, they ask you you say no and then I don't know, me or someone you know gets asked that question, they say yes, and now they're fucking president, and you're looking at them on TV like, oh, fuck. That could have been me.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't imagine you. <laughs> I couldn't imagine you on a podium right now, like, inspiring the nation.
2: I don't think Trump does either, so I think I'm okay. I think the standard's pretty low well, right he inspired now. half the nation. Uh, it's dwindling.
0: Like, can you imagine if they're like, yeah, Matthew Hanna of Brickle, Miami, who... Works at AIG as like a program lead is now the president. He also doesn't drive. <laughs> he only eats chicken nuggets and ketchup.
2: That's like Trump, don't I? <laughs> yeah, I, I love
1: chicken nuggets and ketchup. About that?
2: But that's like all Matt eats. I actually, I don't eat. Ketchup. Oh, that's your only ketchup.
1: source of food. <laughs> oh.
0: Matt Matt lives on a diet of uh, chicken fingers and strive. <laughs>
2: Poor Strive. Not no mo.
0: Uh, It's still there. It's uh, just trekking along. StriveNow.com.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Strive strive now and always forever. So now that we've uh, chatted about a medley of topics...
1: Phil, it's yeah, been, it's I, been a great having you. I think this is a great intermediary gap episode. You know, so let me give these hurt. yeah, blood warmed up for some well, uh, well, Phil,
2: any um, questions for your from the readers that yeah, you have any <sighs> of paper, <you> know, <sighs> together and...
1: Well they're kind of outdated because it's been like eight months, so I can <laughs> the, the ink is all faded.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> so to to that point that it's been a while,
0: Matt and I actually had a discussion about a week ago where we both have been so busy with building racist games and growing legitimate, healthy, prosperous country uh, companies. We were going to write this podcast off, actually. We're, if you're listening to this, you're lucky because, <laughs> because uh, the site was going to be deleted. But I think we we may revisit that decision now that Phil has brought
1: hope and... Uh, a new day. To a new day. A new energy. Yeah. Woo! More to come. But, you, you know, all the other all cubes out there... DM us. Let us know if uh, if you want us to continue with this blabber. This amazing. I mean, yeah, this amazing great great content. Yeah, that's great. Where where can they (laughs) find you on social media?
0: Yeah, Matt, still
2: have our accounts?
0: Um, I haven't accessed the empty cubicle social at all, so just don't even worry worry about that. But
2: i actually posted a dick pic on the empty cube of instagram
0: like a week ago so oh nice what was it was it mine
2: mm, <laughs> no nah, <it was> one <laughs> one,
0: that, one that's actually visible ha 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 uh no but you can find matt on actually matt and myself on facebook at just our names has Khalifi, matthew hannah matthew um j Hanna, matthew p Hanna. Okay, that, was, okay, that, was that was annoying. That was annoying. Last not No,
2: Matt Kevin had it, but no, don't don't use Kevin though, because that's not
0: on Facebook. <laughs> um I I'm on everything at, at Haskalifi. And you can find Matt on Instagram at
2: Tindermaster.
1: Yeah. Oh, you haven't renamed it yet? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> nice.
2: No. Keep it keeping it strong. Keep it, you know. Working a real.
1: Oh, And I'm uh, get your fill up. G-E-T-Y-O-U-R-P-H-I-L-I-P. I forgot
0: his name.
1: Yeah. So
0: uh, we, we may or may not be back. You ugly. You are ugly. And your mother ugly. And your sister ugly. You just plain old ugly. That was Eddie, that I Eddie Murphy?
1: I don't know. Just Sounds like, like Eddie one, Murphy.
2: One more bonus question. Phil. Ooh, yeah. Let's close that it. If you were going to hack into my Instagram account and have the ability to change my name, what would you change it to?
0: If it was something else, I'm gonna answer first. If not you were asking me anyways, but if your name on Instagram was something else, I probably would have changed it to Tinder Master. That's how fucked up that is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's pretty good. It's hold on to that. That that's a good one.
2: Yeah. I wonder if that's gonna be worth more money than your envelopes in the next twenty-five years.
0: <laughs> or, or more than some Bitcoin. Awesome. Purple. Well, um Matt, do we wanna maybe do a after Super Bowl discussion? Probably not. Um, a, maybe, um, we, maybe we maybe do a regroup when Trump leaves the office.
1: Let's do a
2: podcast every week.
0: <laughs> All right, one week. So that would put us, we're at January 17th or now, that would put us around June 12th. <laughs> <laughs> at this rate. Yep.
2: Cool. Well, oh, um, by the way, when are you moving? Oh, I'm moving February 15th is scheduled, you know, 10th, Where? 10th of the day. Uh, like three blocks down, but I'm moving into a building that has a rock climbing wall, a bowling alley, a rooftop pool, an indoor basketball court, a squash wow. court, and so on. Yeah, I'm basically moving into a cruise ship. You've made it. Yeah, you'll
0: have a concierge awesome. and a comedian on deck too.
2: And it's, it's, honestly, it's the same price as a shitty studio in Manhattan with copper, just and mice. <laughs> so, Miami wins. Yay. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, good luck with that move, and uh, maybe we'll talk to you guys before that, but probably not. But
1: but, if holler you, at us. If, yeah. Is... Even if one of you asks for it, we'll all we'll all do this
2: again. <laughs> if there's really <laughs> anyone
1: even listening right now,
2: do this again. Go, if we could just change change the mind of one cube, one little cube, one little cube, we, right. <laughs> we've done we've done a good job.
0: All right, guys. Well, uh, we'll talk to you later. Let's play that okay, bad okay, music. Peace
1: later, later.